Hello. I'm going to talk on a subject that's, I think, endlessly interesting. Finding inspiration at will. Now that part, at will, may be something that most people don't even contemplate. But the subject of inspiration is certainly interesting to everybody. What is inspiration? How do we find it? Think of a valley and think of a mountain from which the, the slopes rise to a peak. When you want to find uh, light, you look up, don't you? You don't look down into the dark valley, you look upward. And so what I want to talk about today is inspiration in relation to an energy flow in yourself that makes it possible for you to draw from above the guidance, the new thoughts, the fresh ways of looking at things. In fact, what I'm going to point out to you is that there is within yourself a certain level of aspiration, level of expectation. If you follow that, then you can draw to yourself the answers and uh, the inspiration that you're looking for. This is important. Most people who write about great artists, for example, great musicians, people of genius, people of inspiration, will tell you that they don't have control over their, their genius. You know, genius is related to the word genie, the genie in a bottle, you know? The idea is that it comes to us from a higher source. I've written a book, in fact, called The Artist as a Channel, which isn't a book about becoming uh, a channel in the, in the way that you read about in the New Age movement and so on, people who sort of blank their minds out and some entity is supposed to take over and talk through them in bad English. Rather, what I'm talking about is making yourself open and receptive to the highest power that is within you. The fact is that inspiration depends upon the level of energy in your body. The more you can bring your energy, for example, here to the point between the eyebrows, the more you can look up. People who have talked of inspiration usually describe it as something that came to them as if from above. Brahms used to write, used to say that he felt as if God wrote his music through him. He looked up and drew that in. Well, there are certain realities in you that it would help you to understand if you are looking for guidance on any subject at all. It doesn't have to be a great symphony. It can just be to decide what color clothes to wear, to decide what job to get, to decide how to handle this sales contract, and so on. Anything and everything that we do in life depends to a great extent on getting the right ideas. And just any idea doesn't necessarily make it the right idea. The level of consciousness that you're on, you know, even the words that we use, we say, I feel uplifted or downcast. I feel high. I feel low. There's something within our own bodies that directs our consciousness upward or downward, and according to which direction our energy is flowing, we feel in a mood to do things well, or we feel blocked because our energy is low. So one of the things that's necessary in order to uh, manifest the kind of inspiration that we want is to raise our consciousness. 
There's a very interesting story from the life of Paramhansa Yogananda. He wrote the book Autobiography of a Yogi and uh, another book, Whispers from Eternity, that's really a book of beautiful metaphysical prayers and uh, meditations. And mystical, you might say, except mystical is a word he didn't like to use because he said, there is no mystery about God. The mystery is why people don't want him. We're the ones who are the mystics, in other words, in the way he was defining it. But uh, somebody, was, somebody asked him once, is it possible for inspiration to be under the control of your will? At that time, Yogananda was busy dressing to go to give a lecture. And he sat down, he said, yes, take down this poem. And he just closed his eyes and summoned that level of inspiration and gave uh, a poem. Father, when I was blind, I found not a door that leads to thee. Now thou hast opened my eyes, and I find doors everywhere, in the hearts of flowers, in the sound of the wind. And I don't remember the whole poem, but I, I remember that uh, when this book came out, it was reviewed favorably by a number of different magazines. And one reviewer said, I can't resist quoting um, one poem from this book. And this was the poem that he chose, that poem that he had just done in a hurry like that. I know I've had to write poetry, and I was working on a poetic uh, slideshow, slides with poetry, that uh, the, the whole message was the aspiration of everybody's hearts toward higher realities, towards love, not just living through, going through life sort of in a reactive way, but, but uh, seeing the unity of life, seeing the deeper meaning of life. And this poem, I don't normally say this, and here I'm saying it on video where everybody can see it, but uh, the way I wrote it was by no means the setting that you might expect. There was a cleaning lady in my apartment in San Francisco. And as I was writing the poem, she was asking me to raise my feet so she could vacuum under them and making a lot of noise in the apartment. And I just tuned it out. It didn't exist. And I just was quietly writing. The thing is that we often think that an artist needs to have just the right setting. He can't have anybody talking around him. Everything has to be exactly right. And then maybe the muse will smile. But it's always a... Uh, uh, touch-and-go thing. Artists have described long, dry periods when they felt no inspiration at all. And the truth of it is that if you need to be inspired, you can be inspired just like that. There are certain principles, and if we understand them, we can make it work. It's really not that difficult. I've talked of one of them. There's another, energy. Energy is magnetic. It's like electricity in, a, in an electric wire that creates a magnetic field. Energy, when you put out a lot of energy, you'll find that there's one thing that all men and women of genius have had, and that is lots of energy. Edison, I believe it was, who said that genius is 99% perspiration, 1% only of inspiration. But uh, that's not really true. I know people who have been able to, to uh, work very hard and yet accomplished nothing. And Schubert wrote eight of his best songs in a single afternoon. It isn't the perspiration you put out. It isn't the backbreaking labor that you put out. It's the concentration. It's that direction of energy, the focus of it, and the will to just do what has to be done. 
When you put out that kind of energy, then you will find that there, uh, automatically you can find inspiration. You may not be in that mood at all. You may be thinking of something completely different. Um, it doesn't matter. You put your mind there and it can happen. Another thing is, however, to be able to have that inner freedom where you don't let yourself be bound by whatever is going on in your life. So that if you're going through tragic circumstances, let's say, to put it at an extreme, don't let those things define who you are. Don't let some little nasty thing somebody said to you define who you are. Don't let it get such a grip on your consciousness that you have no control over your own life. It would be good always to sort of step back from things a little bit, be free inside. And then with that freedom, then just put your mind where you want it to go and you can do it. Just be focused. The next thing is to understand, and this is the point that I was trying to make in that book that I wrote, The Artist is a Channel. We are a part of a much greater reality. And indeed, I kind of think there are higher beings that help to inspire us with, with beautiful thoughts. Something that Yogananda mentioned, I think it was in Autobiography of a Yogi, he said that the angels uh, will give many times the inspiration to scientists, to artists, when their minds are open enough to receive. And so the question is, how to make them open? I've had a lot of experiences that way because partly I guess it's because I have to do a lot of things in my life. But uh, whatever it is, I found it's almost as if somebody were sitting on my right shoulder giving me things. It's not that I blank out my mind, I have to cooperate with it. but. Uh, I wanted, one time I was in my office and I needed, I was working on a slideshow and I needed a particular song, a particular melody that uh, I didn't have. I didn't even know the genre. But I was absolutely convinced that it could come. And this is another thing that's essential. Have faith. You need to have faith. Faith born of experience, not just presumption. But nevertheless, that has, there has to be that complete certainty that it can come to you and not that kind of mental static of doubt that yeah but it never has what if it doesn't and so on um, i don't plan my talks but if i were to worry whether an idea would come to me because I've, i'm stuck here to talk for a certain length of time i think that would create a mental static that would be that would make it impossible for me to proceed i have the faith that god will give me what i need and i find that in that it often happens. Sometimes I'll say something in a talk, I'll say, now, here's an important point. And you know that many times I don't even know what that important point is, and yet it always comes. It's being given because I invite it. And I invite it in the right way, with faith, with love, with the certainty that he wants to cooperate with me. Why shouldn't he? Why should he suddenly turn it off? And so with this music, I, I just walked from my office to the next room where the piano was, knowing that by the time I reached the piano, it would be there, and it was. I found another really interesting experience, and these are all things I'm sharing with you so that maybe you can make something of it in your way. But uh, I did a slideshow of photographs that I'd taken of people all in all countries in a lot of traveling that I'd done. 
And many times they were telephoto pictures and then we were able to magnify just one face in a crowd that was interesting. But it was a very, it is a very interesting slideshow called Different Worlds, showing the countless different worlds that people live in. And I wanted a piece of music that would express the totality of human consciousness. Now that's a tall order, I think you'll agree. I wanted to express the joy, the disappointment, the sorrow, the aspiration, the hope, the fear, all the things that go to make up human consciousness. And I thought, well, that's impossible. That's just asking for the moon. But one day, I sat down at the piano, and not letting my mind get involved in the thing, I just sort of held my mind up and put my fingers on the keys, and I said, give me that melody. I sort of let the fingers move. It wasn't automatic writing kind of thing. I moved with them as they felt to go. But I played this thing and it just came out beautifully. And somebody was cooking my meal in the kitchen and she called out, that's exactly the right melody for different worlds. And it was. You will see that if you don't think in terms of producing your inspiration with your little brain, but if you allow the brain to be a channel for the inspiration of the universe, you can, you'll be amazed at the kinds of things that the universe can give you. If you put out the faith, if you raise your consciousness, if you have the energy, put out the energy. If the energy is a little weak, it won't come. You've got to have faith, and in that faith, put out full energy that it will come to you. And then it can come, yes, in fact, at will. So, what do you need to do? Well, one thing I've found is that the mind has to be still. If the mind is restless, it's producing too much noise. You can't hear that, that inspiration because it comes in silence. Another thing, and that, by the way, I should emphasize, comes mostly through meditation. If you can meditate a little bit every day, gradually your mind will achieve that kind of clarity, that kind of calmness, where you can receive these inspirations that really we can't create, but we can indeed receive. The next thing is clarity. I've described it as crystal clarity. We need to develop that kind of clarity that uh, brings the answers. You need to know exactly what it is that you want. When you've got it clearly in mind, you know, it's also like asking the right question. Most of getting the right answer involves asking the right question. Once you ask the right question, you almost find the right answer there, as it were, built into the question. Everything in this world is dual. And every duality is just two poles of one single central reality, heat and cold, light and darkness. They're all just poles of a single central reality. In terms of mysticism, you'd speak of the lightless light, the darkless dark, male and female, up and down. Everything at the center is God. And God, reaching out into creation, creates the law of duality, which makes this world appear real, whereas the only real reality, the only ultimate truth, is that one. And so, with every question, 
there is already an answer with every problem. There already exists a solution. What you need to do is see the problem clearly enough, not with a sense of its heaviness which pulls the mind down, but with the absolute conviction that allied to that problem is a solution. Here's what I found works, that if I need a solution, I, I, yes, I pose the question, but I don't dwell in that little vortex of the difficulties involved. I have the absolute faith that there will be an answer. And therefore, I think in terms of what the answer would be. I ask the question in terms of finding an answer. And then I say, I need that. And then it's right there. It's just like that. One, one day, I had to give a Sunday service at our church. And I had, uh, I had just a little bit of time before I was to go and, and give the service. I was sitting, meditating. And I arranged a number of slides in, uh, in sequence for an area of Italy, which I call the slideshow Mediterranean Magic. And I found that as I thought of each melody that I wanted for each sequence of slides, if I could clearly perceive what I wanted, the melody was there. In one hour, I got nine different melodies, and each one very different from the other. You don't have to be in a mood yourself. Rather, the, the secret of creativity is not to be in a mood, but to be in tune with a divine mood that comes upon you. Realize that you are a part of a greater reality. Realize that you are a part of a greater conscious reality. You are a part of the infinite. Whatever God has, he can give you if you will just open the right doors. Have faith in him. And having faith, then just know that he'll be with you and ask him, to, ask him to give you what you want. Say, God, I want a melody that will express happiness, um, cheer, uh, or uh, nostalgia, or disappointment. Each one of these things has its own melody, and that melody is built into it. Every melody that you hear expresses a particular state of consciousness. Every inspiration you can get expresses a particular level of consciousness. If you want higher inspiration, live higher yourself. Try to live in an uplifted state of mind. And then when you want your inspirations, concentrate here and hold that question up with the absolute certainty that he will give you the answer. You will find that at will you can draw it. It isn't a question of waiting for him to do it. He's waiting for you. When you go to him, you'll find him there, ready to help you.